Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Where we found yet another creepy magic portal. Yeah, I'm, I'm less excited about diving into this one because it's, it's, it's got a, a bit of a dark vibe going. It's I mean, just an aesthetics thing. She wanted hers to be Thankfully, it's goth. just an aesthetics thing. We think. Oh, gosh, don't say that. We well, first hope. there's mold. Oh, yeah, also there's mold. I mean, it could not just be an aesthetics thing. It could be positive. like a, it also runs on souls or something like that. Jess identified, or Hollis identified it. She made the check. She said it's identical to the one before, except it just looks weird. But it uses necromancy. 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 (laughs) I don't don't know. Uh, Brits, tell us, is it necromancy or necromancy? I don't like Uh, necromancy. I'm saying necromancy. 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 (laughs) I'm going to side with Heather on that one. It is definitely necromancy Necromancy. as far as I am concerned. What do you call a wizard that gives you hickeys? A necromancer. Nah. Anyway. That'd be a necromancer. Uh, yes. <laughs> you see that. Uh, it's so funny. Yes. Galarian dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Galarian dad jokes. Oh, man. We need to get that trending. <laughs> yeah, I need to come up with more. I didn't come up with that one either. I just saw that one somewhere. Yeah, supposed to jump back in on things. When last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers of the Duat, now deep inside of Hakatep's inner sanctum, had battled against Hakatep's beloved wife, the Dark Queen Neferuset. I mean, yep. she was beloved by, by him. one. By one whole person. One person. <laughs> one person. One whole person. She she found her soulmate, y'all. It was the only person who would ever love her. It's true. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Well, after a long, grueling battle against her and the forces of the Outer Void, the Dark Tapestry, as it were, you had successfully defeated the Dark Oracle, slew and her. We found and found uh, her respawn point. Yes, you did find her. Uh, you did find her save file. I mean, yeah, actually, that's exactly. Yes. Exactly. We found her extra life. That's true. And we went, ha it's a me. Yep. When you cracked it, it open, a little like 2D pixelated version of her face popped out and you destroyed it. We cracked it open. It was one of those little fairies yep. from Ocarina of Time. Oh, I got my fairy jar. Fairy canopic jar. It's a little mummified fairy flies out. Oh, no. Anyway, so she gone for good. Thank goodness. Yeah, you had found the teleportation circle that you believe uh, should lead you deeper. Yes, to uh, thanks to my uh, automatic divination, writing. automatic writing, um, that will lead us to the crypts of the wise witches. And then there's one, uh, then you must overcome the last defender yes. and traverse the waters of forgetfulness. Then you will reach the resting place of the Sky Pharaoh, which kind of makes me hope that he's by himself because we must overcome the last defender. So mm-hmm. I'm really hoping it. Well, I, my thought is she's probably there with him. She's the last <laughs> defender to get to him, uh-huh. meaning they're fighting us at the same time. The overcome doesn't necessarily mean defeat or destroy. Oh, now True. we're getting really pedantic yeah. with the English. Uh, it's another riddle contest. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the waters of forgetfulness, I'm like, I don't want to forget. Thanks. I'll yeah. climb along the walls. They'll be fine. Anyway. Except for the, the whole flesh tunnel thing. I think that everyone wanted to forget. <laughs> yeah. You brought it back up, though. Yep, I did. Callback. I hated that so much. <laughs> uh, it was so gross. Before making your way through the portal, however, you had decided to go and investigate the opposite side, the crypt of Nephrysis. Her grandmammy. Yeah, grandma. Don't say grandmammy. Ugh, gosh. You found the preserving flask that contained uh, basically her uh, reincarnating form. And uh, yeah, this uh, canopic jar of unlife. And then we opened another jar and it, or another jar and it was bad. Yeah. yeah and you'd, uh, yeah. you'd open an additional jar and uh, the 
you know, tentacle-headed, uh, Cthulhu-headed jar. Yeah, we opened the jar. We're and living the way we died or dying the way we lived. We don't know. You had uh, you had opened the jar, and I suppose we should go ahead and just jump back into things, shall we? So, again, as Hollis, you'd reach down. Uh, all of you are standing here in this room, Citra and Hollis abreast, Masika and Sudi just behind them. Two, standing in the doorway, three foot tall, adorable, looking outside. So so ready to be made Masika into a plushie. Masika just wants to pick so, him up every time he's so tiny. Ready. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel that. <laughs> um, so ready. Can I make a knowledge nature about this black crap that just exploded all over us? Nope. Hollis head holding the jar twisted the top. Yep. Yep, I did that. There'd been the crackling sound of the, the ceiling wax as it flaked away. As you remove the cephalopod head from atop the jar, there'd been an explosion, a blooming, if you will, Blech. of black powder. It's cosmic mold from Ray Law. We're all going to die. Could be. <laughs> you wouldn't think, well, I mean, it is underwater, but you wouldn't think it'd be too moldy. Anyway, bursting from this, this midnight black cloud of dust not quite dust it has something closer to the consistency of a thin powder almost like flour or dried grandma's ashes as someone allergic to dust in real life this is my nightmare uh as this burst out words it immediately almost as if it were under some form of compression or pressure blooms out large enough to fill the entirety of this 25 by 20 foot room. So two is the safe. Ceiling, even out into the hallway. <laughs> I will need a fortitude save from yep. the party. Oh boy. Ah, starting fear? strong. Or is this a spell effect? No, it's some sort <laughs> of mold disease crap, I'm sure. So uh, let's go ahead and go around and get some uh, some results. So I suppose starting with Jessica. Jessica slash Hollis rolled a 13 for a 23. All right. Sudikantar. Sudi rolls a 12 for a 33. All right. And Masika? Masika rolls a 15 for a 28. Okay. Citra? Citra rolled an 11 for a 23. Hey, 23 friend. And oh boy. two. I'm not feeling really great about this at the moment. This cloud billows out. Masika, Sudi, being a few steps back, you have just enough time to go, oh God. Sudi taking a very short breath before holding it and going, that will probably only last me for an hour. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Masika immediately turning her turning her head around and just like pulling up the uh, the edge of her cloak to cover her face to like sheltering himself, whatever this is, burning to fumes as his flaming wings kind of wrap around himself. However, Hollis, holding this yeah. in your hand, Citra looming over, making certain the jar is not trapped. Take this blast Fool in the face. I need something to reflect the danger that you're in. Oh, oh no. Sudi and Masika both save. Citra and Hollis both fell. Uh oh. And I don't need initiative immediately, however. Immediately. Hollis, you've taken three points of constitution damage and oh, one point crap. of wisdom damage as you breathe this in. Oh, crud. Citra, you take three points of constitution damage and one point of wisdom damage as you breathe this in. Both of you taking a breath and immediately begin coughing violently. The moment that both of you breathe this in, the world seems to shift about 15 degrees off of its axis. And all of the color, all of the light in here from Two's lambent wings suddenly blazes. 
as a weird after effect of this hallucinogenic fungus as it begins to dig down into your lungs, kicks in. I don't need initiative order, but uh, Hollis, what do you want to do? I want to go jump in the water. Okay. Hollis Smart. rushes out of the room, <laughs> dives into the water. Smart. Sudi Kantar. Uh, Sudi wants to grab Citra and run and jump in the water. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm fine. like, what do I got to do? I don't know. Follow the wizard. The wizard's smart. Citra, I suppose you're wishing to jump in the water as well? Uh, yeah, I'm going to follow suit. I'm going to assume that Hollis knows what she's doing. <laughs> I didn't make any checks. I just think, oh, I'm dirty, and this is disgusting. Water. Water will help. We're, po- we're poisoning this uh, water, y'all. I'm going to make a... Can I make a knowledge nature to figure out what this dust powder crap is? I will allow knowledge dungeoneering. Oh, Jesus. The heck? Yeah, I don't have that. Could I have um, known that? Could I have looked? Yeah, sure. Again, we're yeah. not necessarily going in like initiative order or anything like that right now. But if you have Dungeoneering, you may roll it. I roll a nat one for a 29. Okay, well, I don't roll a nat one. I roll a 19, uh, which gets me a good. 32. Very good. So, Masika, first off, you can immediately tell that this is not any form of fungus that you are familiar with. Now, okay. mind you, you're from a desert people, so you're not particularly familiar with a great deal of funguses. Um, There's not a lot of moisture for yeah, fungus moisture for mold and funguses isn't really that common out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, there's still, like, funguses and such that would grow fungi. on stored grain and all the rest of that fungi. What would you like to do other than uh, realizing that this is not natural? I have one neutralized poison. You seem to be okay for this round. You haven't breathed it in yet, although you are still in the room and it is still floating moats of all black right, I'm going to get out of the room. That seems okay. like a good idea. Yeah, join us um, in the pool. Masika never I, passes up a chance to be in the pool. I mean, Masika will get in the pool more just <laughs> you can because. You make a heel check on us. It's just because. Uh, <laughs> you gonna come see what's wrong with us? I mean, us. she likes being in water. <laughs> I mean, I roll a perfect 20 for a 38. Can I tell oh. if washing this off might stop the poison effects? Because I'm assuming. Uh, no, this appears to be of... inhaled, not contact. Mm. So yeah. it's in their lungs. Okay. That's Time to good. They're trying water, to expel everyone. it. As you can tell, they're coughing violently. Hollis, you do not know what this is. Shockingly, Uh-oh. Citra, you're not sure where you've heard of this. Maybe in your time delving into various black powdery substances that explode out of tombs that may or may not have been responsible for the death of your brother. Yep. Mm. In this case, you don't think that this is one of those. However, this is something that you have heard of, <laughs> although it is exceedingly rare. Oh. This is a fungus called Midnight Mold. Oh. Sounds ominous. Oh, it does. The reason this is extraordinarily rare is Midnight Mold is not native to Galarian. Oh, great. Uh, In fact, it cannot abide sunlight at all, as far as, like, natural sunlight is concerned. And, in fact, it doesn't live particularly long, nor has it ever been known to grow in vast quantities. Rumors hold that occasionally it is brought in via meteor strikes, uh, where it grows in the crater or beneath the meteors and can sometimes seep down beneath the earth into the upper levels of the dark lands beneath the ground. Okay. Midnight Mold is extraordinarily virulent in that it will kill the average person in about 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Oh my. Those that it doesn't kill, it will sometimes render completely insane, Hmm, uh, even if they manage to resist the basically it growing in there. What's worse is uh, for a week after the exposure, victims will suffer an infrequent cough Usually not too bad of a thing. However, after about a week or so of gestation, the spores having been slowly growing inside of the individual's lungs will explode. This is usually in a figurative and literal manner, uh, as it is oftentimes with enough force to burst through the chest cavity of an individual and allow them to blossom and spread the mold further. Great. That's disgusting. So 
that is what you know, which means uh, the first thing I will need is an additional fortitude save from Hollis and Citra. Uh, go ahead and give me another fortitude save from Masika and Sudi as well. Oh, boy. I rolled a 19 for a 29. Oh, uh, do I have to keep making the save even though I, I'm holding my breath? Oh, wait, but I'm yes. down one. Okay. Uh, if you're actively holding your breath as in you are not speaking or anything like that, you have a 50% chance of not having to make the save. Okay, let me kind roll Kind of that. like averting your gaze. Okay. I roll a 19 for a 28 because I've taken enough damage to constitution that I am down a modifier. Okay. Uh, so 33 will mean I do have to make the save. I roll a 10 for a 31. Okay. Uh, Masika rolls a uh, 12 for a 25. Okay. All right. Citra. I'm hoping this will do it. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I rolled a 14 for a 26, but with the constitution, I think I'm down one, so it should be a 25. Yes. Good news, good news, bad news, bad news. The good news is, Hollis, you do successfully save. Sudi, you also successfully save. Okay. Unfortunately, as Masika, you're leaning over to, like, check Hollis, just kind of, like, pulling her up out of the water, trying to, like, pat her on the back. She then begins to cough as both of them. Again, it's like they have a mouthful of flour when they cough, as it creates this cloud of dust around the two of them as they begin coughing and vomiting up more of this quickly expanding powder, this mold. Yeah. Both of you, since you are infected, are now surrounded by a 10-foot cloud of the infection as you continue to cough. Uh, Hollis, you have successfully saved. Sudi has saved as well. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, that around uh, Citra there. Uh, you know what? I will say that you had an, you did have enough time that you could have stepped away from the rest of the group because you had not taken an action. Sudi had dragged you into the water. I mean, I would like to do that, especially since I know what it is. I'd want to keep it away from them. Yeah. Uh, however, Hollis is still coughing, which means Masika and Sudi would have still needed to make the save. Yeah. So, so it doesn't, doesn't really... necessarily change the results of that. Uh, Masika, you've taken one point of constitution damage and one point of wisdom damage. Citra, jeez. Uh, you have taken two more points of constitution damage oh, and two boy. points of wisdom damage. Oh, man. As you begin coughing violently. Hollis Starkweather, you think you have your cough under control. Okay. Um, wait, does that, do I have to make another save? Like, am I... No, this was the beginning of the turn. You have, you've made your save. Uh, you're not positive you're going to have to make another save after this, but you've made the save. Okay. Well, seeing Citra wander away from people, Hollis will move as far away from everyone as she can get. Okay. You splash out of the pool, stumbling past the bright green sarcophagus of the, uh, Queen Neferu set as you try to move away from the rest of the group. And then I'm going to cast Cleanse on myself. It's personal only, so it's, I'm the only one I can do it for. Okay. Is that cured a poison? Um, yeah, it cures 48 points of damage, plus blah, blah, blah. Ends any and all of the following adverse conditions. Ability damage, blinded, confused, dazzled, deafened, diseased, exhausted, fatigued, nauseated, poisoned, and sickened. It also functions as break enchantment. Um, oh, fancy. So it should get rid of my ability damage, too. Wow. Very well. Hollis stumbles away, purging herself of this. Sudi Kantar. Yeah, Sudi seeing Citra move away. Um, I'm going to try... I'm going to get on the other side of the sarcophagus from Hollis, and then just uh, Sudi will, after he gets there, turn and call out, Anybody know what this is? <coughs> Midnight mold, stay back! <coughs> Jordan That's getting into is character, uh, Jordan. doing the cough I'm, I'm, I'm contributing sound effects <laughs> unintentionally. <laughs> You're welcome, audience. The things yep. I do for my art. All right, then uh, since I have the healer's kit, I'm going to reach into the bag and pull out the antitoxin and down that. Well, I have a limited wish as well. Let's see what I do with that. Uh, you can duplicate neutralize poison. So 
you know, worst case, you can do that. I'm casting the Neutralize Poison on Citra because it's way more detrimental if she dies because she turns into a ghost and we can't get her back. Okay. Uh, is that a touch spell? Yes. So, again, we're not going in, like, initiative order, so if you want to move over and uh, touch Citra, you can, and she can step outside of that 10-foot range since you're still coughing. Yeah, um, I need to make a caster level check. So I roll an 11, which gets me a 28. A 28 will succeed. As such, you stumble back, you uh, you dig around, you pull out this vial. You, If you want, I can say that you go ahead and you pull the vial out, but Masika can reach you, kind of push the vial back and just cast the uh, the yeah, neutralized poison that, on then you. Yeah, then I'm not going to drink it, so I okay. still have that. Such, I assume you uh, retreat back to a safe distance from Masika? Yes. Very well. So that brings us to the uh, beginning of the next round. Unfortunately, uh, while two does have unlimited cure light wounds, he has nothing to deal with this. So uh, that brings us around to the beginning of the next turn. Uh, Masika, I will need a fortitude save. As Narmer pops out of the bag, starts slapping you hard on the back with his metal flipper. Masika rolls a one. That's an auto failure. That will automatically fail. Oh, boy. As we did make a mistake in a previous episode, and uh, I stated that natural ones are not an automatic failure on saves. They are. Dealing one point of constitution, one point of wisdom damage. Okay, that could have been worse. As Masika, you continue to cough Yeah, everywhere. but it could have been more points. This billowing cloud of uh, this miasma surrounding you. Ugh, I wish Limited Wish would give me a six-level spell. Oh, well. Uh, what would everyone like to do? All right, Hollis is going to grab this scroll of Limited Wish. All right, Masika, come to two. I don't want to get him in the fungus. Well, he can move. Come to two so I can get rid of it. I'm extraordinarily hardy, says a voice inside of your head. Also that, yeah, sure. Also, I always get this wrong with outsiders. He breathes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, but he doesn't have a mouth, so. It's just little nose slits on his beak. Yeah, his little, nos- his little nostrils on his beaky. They need to sleep and breathe, but they don't need to eat. It's weird. They're weird. I think they need to sleep. I can't remember. I don't think they need to sleep. Outsiders breathe, but do not need to eat or sleep. Eat yeah, or there sleep. it is. Yeah. Okay. Although they can do so if they wish. Actually, Hollis is going to have to time stutter because I need an extra move action. Because I need to be able to draw a scroll, move, standard action. And that's two move actions and a standard action. But if I time stutter, that essentially gives me an additional round, which means that I got the time stutter part for. And then do. Yes. Welcome to being a high level wizard when there's just so many options. Well, Hollis is going to time stutter. Uh, okay. And then with her extra turn, she will move up next to two. Sorry, not her extra turn. She will move action. Move up next to two, standard action time stutter, additional move action, draw a scroll of limited wish, uh, standard action ready to cast limited wish to get neutralized poison for Masika. Okay. So there's just a little stuttering thing, and then Hollis is now standing next to two. Uh, Sudi, Citra, do you have any actions you'd like to take? Uh, um, I am totally useless in this. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of just want to stay back away from everyone. I mean, we don't have any healing act- like healing magic or anything that we could be using, so I think we might have to stay out. You cannot sneak attack the mold. That'd be cool. Use your dispelling strike, Citra. Blast it away. I, I don't think it works like that. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool if you like, you know, you, you slice with such force that it causes a Kale Force wind that blows it all away? That, that would be nice. It'd be really cool. Super anime. Uh, I think I'm just going to stay back away from everyone. I guess technically I'm delaying. Okay. Masika. Too, like a, uh, a father at the end edge of a kiddie pool, like waves you forward as you stand like waist deep <laughs> in the water. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Rick is pantomiming this, by the I way. I guess Masika <laughs> will head over there. Oh yes, the okay. silent claps. You're doing so well. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I 
Aha! Alice? Cast a limited wish to get neutralized right. poison. And it's right. a spell Tap you're capable of casting, so you do not need to make any checks. Yep. Uh, and then I need to make a caster level check. Haha! Okay, okay, that's a 15 on the die. Plus 13. 28. So you just did use this scroll. For, yes. uh, for your edification, for Heather's edification previously, for Heather's edification for the first round that you were here, it is a DC 28 fortitude save. Oh! So that will successfully dispel it for the second perfect oh, on the dot dispel of, uh, oh of the poison effect. Oh my gosh. As Hollis burns through the scroll, lays a hand on Masika and the the virulent powder just, you just kind of, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> oh God. You're just a cat with a with a hairball, just kind of blopping that out. If you if you could imagine having a uh, an ink toner cartridge explode in your mouth, that's kind of the situation you're in. Ooh. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> that's too much. I'm sorry if that was too descriptive, Jordan. That's too much. <laughs> and then huggles Masika very strongly. Uh, Hollis, I can't breathe. Oh God, I thought I got you killed. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Masika pats Hollis <laughs> in a very, Hollis doesn't normally like us touching her, this is weird kind of way. Oh, are we doing group hugs? Because that's yeah, not like a group, a group hug, hug moment. Hug. <laughs> ah, he comes in and just like, ah. Oh my gosh. Hug two, two. So we have a group hug. Oh yeah, definitely we up these two. I have good news, everyone. You're immune, now we know. Oh, no, I was going to say, my, my chest cavity is airtight, so uh, I don't know how that, that did shave him from the, petri- the transforming mist before, but it did shave the tiny little scare beetle inside my chest. I think he would have come back tomorrow anyway. <laughs> it all's fine. But what if he was infected and then he became a permanent, like, typhoid Mary kind of thing? Oh, Who's God. typhoid Mary? Don't worry about it, but it'd be a tiny little beetle that's just coughing up constant streams of black clouds. Oh, that would be a typhoid. It'd be terrible. It's a disease. Yeah, I'm sure we have sickness. typhoid and galerian. Yeah, that's but a real he thing. doesn't know anything Probably. about medicine. Of course he doesn't know anything about typhoid. I mean... There's a famed typhoid outbreak in Taldor. It killed a whole bunch of people. <laughs> that sounds like it would be the place that Typhoid Mary would be from in Galarian. But fortunately, we don't have, like, um, Scary's not making pies or anything for anybody in a kitchen anywhere, so I'm pretty sure we'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> have you guys ever actually read about typhoid Mary? Yeah, it's it really was, sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is very sad, sad, actually. It's sad, and then it's So sorry it's for like, making those jokes. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, in. it's sad because she couldn't help it, but then she kept escaping confinement and killing more people because she yeah. didn't believe it was her. So it's it's a very sad story all around, just yeah. in sad, general. Sadly it, prescient story at times. Yeah, it, yes. it, it highlights the need for, like, food safety and, like, you know, just general education oh, yeah. around diseases and such. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why all everybody's right. got to watch them bloodborne disease videos. Alice will eventually put uh, Masika down. Masika just keeps patting Hollis's shoulder in a very, I don't know what's happening, but hugs are nice kind of way. <laughs> I don't like almost dying. I don't like uh, when people so. almost die. So who's uh, not feeling their best right now? Citra like weakly raises her <laughs> hand. <laughs> All right. Masika yep. is going to use her staff of healing uh, Citra with the first boot. We also have two wands of lesser restoration. Dear oh, Lord, really? Jimmy. Sorry, not two wands. <laughs> two two charges on a wand. Of, well, oh, right. okay. I was like, you've <laughs> got to be entire. kidding me. Sorry, Give me not two wands. I say, I say I'll have used the first charge off the wand. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know why this is tickling something in the back of my brain, but I feel like you guys got that in like book two. Yeah, it was very early on. Dude, we've had some of this stuff forever. Did you want your charisma damage fixed or are you okay with the, or, 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 sorry, wisdom. your wisdom? Are you I okay mean, with that? Yeah, so I probably need that backup just because my will saves are right, So I'll use the other charge from the wand. You get three. Okay. 
All right, Masika casts Lesser Restoration on her own from her own like power and okay. gets three back, which will actually heal the wisdom. Wisdom and Con is really mean and designed specifically to mess up your healer. Dude, yeah, that that is yeah. that's I took that personally. Level so bad, <laughs> like ah, uh, because it's a Fortitude save that that reduces your ability to then cast spells. And then she has to use the Staff of Healing twice, but gets her Con back. Sudi looks at all of you very solemnly. So this is another one. We're not talking about the Nibar story, right? We all agree. We don't talk about opening the jar of mold. If you'd like, I could just, I don't modify all of your memories. No, normal people okay. don't like that. Can I actually forget the flesh hole, please? Yeah, I, we'll, we'll deal with it whenever we're done with all this, but <laughs> remind me. Mainly so that she doesn't keep calling it the flesh hole, because that just feels wrong. Sure. Um, okay, Wall so- Wall orifice, that's more accurate. Better than a. That's, oh, no, that's, that's worse. also very bad. No, Rachel. <laughs> I was wondering if anybody even got that. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. This is why. Can somebody freaking modify my memory? Nope. <laughs> Magic's not real. This is why oh I God. edit. Yeah, for sure, because that's hitting the floor. <laughs> Take that for a rated, you know, 18 and older. The after blooper. dark. Find the path after dark. <laughs> yeah, find the um, path after dark, yeah. All right, so the crypt of the wise witches should be through here, and there's four of them. So before we murder, I need to ask them why there's four. Okay, well, I guess lead with that question. <laughs> Maybe they won't be raised. That'd be cool. Because now right? we only have three... And it's very concerning. Well, to me, anyway. Maybe they decided three was just a better number, like like comedy, like jokes comes in threes, etc. What What if you're the fourth one? No, You've no, no. You've been the fourth one this whole time. No, what? there's always been three. Oh. Well, three. except for when there was four. Except for apparently this one time they're calling them four, which is goes against everything I know about my people's history. So hmm. yeah, I want that question wrapped up and then you can do the Masika Mime Sudi punching. <laughs> the Sudi <laughs> mechanical punches through the, the, the wall. <laughs> you can just walk in there and be like, hi, I'm Masika of the Beckon. Why are there four of you? Usually there's three. Okay, thanks. Yes, exactly. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> if pertinent, I'm pretty sure that I did not erase any reference to the fourth. Well, that is pertinent. So, uh, yeah. good. Th that is good information to know. Unless one of my superiors also modified my memory, which is possible because sometimes oh, wow. I remember things that shouldn't exist. I would watch this TV show. I'm just saying, like, really compelling. Like, like you don't know what's real. <laughs> like a memento. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's men in black. The angels yes. running around modifying people's memories and crap and erasing horrible things. Angels yes. in black. You had your Edgar suit person earlier. and You're going to get in here and there's going to be a... Statue but there the has best to be like an something. investigation and element to it too, because they fair. have to like you know find all the stuff that they need to erase and who might know about it. So it's like yep. a weird and crime thing. There's got to be a love interest who's immune to it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. I would watch the show. <laughs> yeah, me too. Prime time, HBO, call us. <laughs> Somebody uh, get on that. It's a former devil that's now risen back up into being an angelic being, but still has just enough oh. of that devil side in him that it's just like rebellious. he can withstand the evil without having to erase his mind. Nice. Right. Okay, so now I'm here for this. Why are, why <laughs> yeah, are we playing play this right, game? let's finish this up and start working on the script, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, right, everyone. Um, it's going to be homebrew for the next campaign. Don't uh, say no. that. People think we're serious. Don't say that. And I'm not, I, I, I don't know surprise. if the reaction would be positive or negative. That, yeah, I was going to say that's a good call. Yeah, bigger surprise is uh, I'm crossing the streams here, 
but that a certain character from Hell's Rebels' brother is going to be writing a new novel series about this <laughs> devil. <laughs> and it's it's going to be it's going to be crossover with the uh, the Sin Saga. Oh God! So you gather yourselves after this. What was uh, this stuff called? Death Mold. Midnight, Midnight Mold. Mold. Midnight Mold. You gather yourselves after this uh, horrific exposure. Wow. Exit out of the. Uh, the hall of Neferuset, where you were, with the large central pool here, the uh, the tomb of Neferuset off towards the side. Make your way through the secret passage that Sudi had opened opposite of the the hole into the crypt, which you just uh, experienced, that near-death experience with mold. Yep. Which is an important thing to say, never, ever take mold lightly. Mold is extraordinarily dangerous in mm-hmm. uh, both fantasy yep. and real life. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's your, there, yeah, PSA, that is actually serious. Yes. Mold can make you all sorts of sick, like seriously. So if you have constant upper respiratory issues and you find any kind of mold in your house, that's why you're sick all the time. Mm -hmm. And it can eventually lead to hospitalizations. Also, just for our bingo listeners, there is a great short story called The Voice in the Night (laughs) by William Hope Hodgson. So Rick, I'm going to say this with the most love possible. My mom was one of those people who always had a song for everything. Your thing is you always have a short story for everything. (laughs) It's a phenomenal short story. <laughs> Do not read it if you don't like sad things. You I'm make your way it. into the side passage. Finding the space beyond the archway is dark as a starless night. The walls of this chamber are covered in closely written hieroglyphs. And this column of inky darkness rises up from the floor to the ceiling. Ghostly, non-humanoid shapes of dusty gray appear to both rise and fall within the column limbs and tentacles waving frantically out as if caught in a maelstrom a silent maelstrom in the center of this room the faint odor of soured wine pervades the air yes we all step into the portal yep say prayers to our various deities you know perform our our, the equivalent of crossing ourselves all right (laughs) yeah you owe me buddy let's go does this owe you i don't know (laughs) stepping into the portal there is a sensation like stepping into a waterfall but without the feeling of force coming down across your shoulders almost more something lifting you up and none of the moistness but all of the cold Mm. as you step into this Mm. you have an odd sensation of dozens of small hands and something that maybe should be a hand oh they're touching on your arms your legs your lower back as if it is something Ew. bodily lifting you up like being in the middle of the world's creepiest mosh pit oh it's like when sarah drops down the yeah oh uh, yeah kind of like that oh boy as you float no. up the world around you disappears there is that sickening lurch sensation in your stomach like you missed the bottom step and you find yourself somewhere new entirely as you glance around you the column is gone. In its place, you stand in a square room, 20 feet at a side, with no entrance or exit. The walls here are covered in a detailed painting of a writhing serpent that circles the entirety of the outside wall. A smaller version of this serpent, an orboros, covers the floor, a snake devouring its own tail. The chamber smells of old death. That faint whiff of decay, coupled with that smell, that leathery smell of mummified flesh, that scent of old bandage, and then that pervasive smell of 
incense, myrrh particularly, that permeates this room. Does an Ouroboros mean anything to the Beccan or in ancient Osiriani, as far um, as any of us know? To your understanding, the Ouroboros is known as a connection of the god Ra and its in his union with Osiris. Basically, it's believed to represent the unified Ra and Osiris. The never-ending cycle of the reincarnation, life, death, and then rebirth of the mm. gods. Um, so, not what I was expecting. There must be a doorway hidden here somewhere. There's yep. got to be something. Sudi uh, kind of starts, like, experimentally, like, tapping on the uh, the stones to try to find the one that's plaster. You go one way, I'll go the other. Yep. You Start two, read the wall. Read the room. I mean, technically, I mean, I best figure they can, <laughs> they can examine the artwork while yeah. we look for secret stuff. Hollis is going to detect magic. That too. And spin herself in a slow little circle. Are there any hieroglyphs or is it just a snake? It is just a snake. Is the snake on the wall in Ouroboros? As it well, is also or? eating its own tail, although okay. it's almost as if it's enwrapping you because it covers the entirety of the wall. It basically circles the walls of the room. Okay, I, guess, I think like uh, Sudi will start at the head slash tail of it and start working his way around, I guess. Narmer? Uh-huh? Can you curl yourself into an Ouroboros? I can barely touch my own toes. <laughs> I got a big pot belly. What do you want? <laughs> That's where I keep all my magic inside of my adorable belly. Masika giggles and kind of takes an armor and sees if she can kind of make his tail come around towards his head. <laughs> you know? Nope, doesn't bend that way. Hmm. If only he if didn't I could do that, maybe I could do like that kid and uh and hook and like curl up on my shelf and then oh. like roll down a plank and knock people over like bowling <laughs> yeah. pins. That'd be really cool. Yeah, for yep. the movie. It's, hook. it's an oh amazing story. I'll tell you about the epic story of Rufio someday. Yeah. Rufio Isn't his name like Thud or something like that? It might have been. Remember. I don't remember. Narva picks up a bunch of really weird stories at the Merchant Oasis from everybody traveling. Sometimes <laughs> I just... Uh, Apparently he's yeah. talked to a lot of interplanar travelers or time <laughs> travelers. Or I'm not really sure where, where Earth sits in Galarian timeline. Realm travelers. The hidden realm. Hollis is circling looking for detecting magic. Sudi and Citra are searching the surrounding walls. Masika? Yep. Well, I can't find traps and there's no hieroglyphs and Hollis is already detecting magic and she's better than uh, detecting or identifying spells than I am. So, yeah, I'm just going to stand here. Keep a lookout. See if something comes out of the ceiling, I guess. Look up. Nobody ever looks up. <laughs> you <know>? Smart. <laughs> All right. Nice. So give me a perception roll from Citra, Masika, and Sudi. Well, I rolled a four for a 31. Masika rolls a 13 for a 20. Nice. Uh, well, Citra rolled a 16 for a 37. Okay. Sudi, Citra, you circle around the outside of the room. There are seams here, but not like a trap door. It's almost like the floor here is free floating. Like there's a small, almost imperceptible gap between the floor and the walls on the outside of this room. And of the walls and the ceiling above, which kind of comes to mind two ideas. One that this could be some sort of chamber that can move, perhaps allowing it to rise up and down. Maybe like some sort of elevator that you've heard of. The other one is, is that the ceiling doesn't move, but the floor does. And drops out from underneath us. Well, either drops out from beneath you or just raises up to the ceiling to make some sort of Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> or it rotates like the like a plate underneath. Or it could rotate like a plate. It could do any number of like things. Like a hamster ball almost, except the whole ball rolls. You get the feeling that there is some way to make this room work. However, that being said, you don't see a release switch anywhere. Citra, you do notice, however, something curious about the scales along the back of the serpent. Some of the scales are modeled a different color, 
than the rest from where they're painted onto the wall. Not the design on the floor, but the design on the wall around the outside. To the point that you realize that some of these, some of the etching designs on here that look like they're just artistic representations of the way that snake scales will have slight mottling. Model, I don't know why I said it like that. Modeling, slight modeling. Yeah. I don't know why I said it all British. Modeling. Modeling. <laughs> that they actually form hieroglyphs. You think that there's a phrase written along the entirety of the length of the serpent. Huh. Cool. Masika, as you're staring up towards the ceiling, you do see, since you did choose to look up, a small number of hieroglyphs on the ceiling in the very center of the room, forming an area of only about six inches by six inches. I'm assuming I can't read them from this far down. Uh, no. Narmer. Yep. There's some hieroglyphs up there. Oh, cool. I'm really glad that you asked me. Well, of course, you can fly. Okay. Why, I, just, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Tush been getting a lot of attention recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to ask him to like enlarge and lift you up there or something, but I mean that was know, my first thought. <laughs> I'm not jealous or anything. Masika kisses Narmer on the top of his little metallic head. His barbels wiggle in appreciation. You know you're my favorite. I know. Doesn't hurt to hear it sometimes. I love you, Narmer. Hollis <laughs> <laughs> just like up. looks over like okay. <laughs> oh my. From next to Hollis, you hear a, I'm glad we don't have that sort of codependent relationship, Hollis. We're mm-hmm. more like colleagues respecting exactly. one another. Exactly. Masika gets her power from Narmer, guys. You can't understand me. <laughs> Hollis just clucks appreciatively. <laughs> Citra, if you wish to, you may read the hieroglyphs around the outside of the room. Yep. Uh, Sudi, do you wish to do anything? I didn't detect anything, so no. <laughs> nope. Got to form back up. I uh, guess, yeah, Sudi just turns back and goes, I mean, I have no idea. It, these walls are weird. Like, they I'm don't assuming, touch the ceiling and the floor. I'm assuming there's no magic. Uh, you detect zero magic, Hollis, <laughs> other than the magic that you brought with you. All right. And Hollis the standard magical shucks. wards and protections everywhere in this structure. Oh, sure, sure. I'm sure there's some sort of clockwork rigged up in here that makes it move. <laughs> Narmer returns back from uh, from where he was up above. Uh, yep, so it basically says to return from whence you came, stand upon the serpent's nose and walk the reverse course into its mouth. Okay, well, now we know how to get out. Hmm. Yep, that's it. I bet we have to go the other direction to go in. Sounds logical. Circling around the outside of the room, you are able to translate this. Okay. What are you doing? Reading. Hollis squints. (laughs) You see she has her magnifying glass out to look at these little scales. Yeah, I didn't even have that out originally. That would have given me a plus five. Oh, I just just figured that's like how you decided to read it. Would make sense. Using it for its... uh, kind of actual purpose. Speak my name and I vanish. What am I? Silence. Mm, that would make sense. I, I think you have to say it in ancient Osiriani. <laughs> yeah, I like motion that's such a bit. Insert ancient Osiriani here. <laughs> Nothing happens. That didn't work. Huh. We can cycle through all the synonyms of silence. <laughs> the ancient Osiriani only had one for silence. <laughs> huh. It's just a sleeping crocodile. Speak my name and I vanish. Apparently not silence, even though I thought that was it too. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. You guys thought you were out of riddles. Hey, at least we're not time crunched on the... <laughs> God, as soon as I said that, I was like, and then I hear the click clicking, don't I? <laughs> like, I should not put that into the world. Does anyone notice this room seems to be about six inches shorter than it was? <laughs> It's uh, starting to slowly close in on us. Dude, wouldn't that be like the most insidious trap if it gives you a riddle you have to solve and then slowly, like almost imperceptibly, like slowly crushes you? Oh, horrible. Secret? Well, no, that's not a name, though. Yeah, that's not a name. 
Well, no, I mean, it doesn't need to be a literal name. Well, that's why silence made sense. Yeah. It's the only thing I else I can think of is like, if you tell a secret, the secret's not a secret anymore. Yeah. What do you think? Or maybe a What promise? are you willing to bet? Uh-huh. That Chishashek got Tedashura to make these riddles for him. I'm oh my god, he might have actually done that too. Money. If she did, I'm gonna find her and be like, look, the answer to your other riddle should have been silence, and here are my detailed reasoning about why. Here, here's my 30 page thesis on why <laughs> this no, is right, the I answer. I really thought you were gonna like suggest an answer. Oh, no, I've got nothing. Okay, we try secrets. Secret doesn't work. Secret I does not work. I want to try work. promise if that one doesn't work. Promise does not work. I'm just Sweet. gonna say the word Hakatep. My name is. <laughs> <laughs> Hakatep. Yeah. Ouroboros? No. I mean, you can try it if you wish. You can try any word that you want. And we'll try Ouroboros. Ouroboros, Ra, Osiris. Ouroboros does not work. Neither does Ra or Osiris. Bother. <laughs> well, because, like, silence makes sense. It does, doesn't it? That is the, I think, probably traditional answer, which they decided it's the last book. We're going to up the ante. Yeah, but I'm good at riddles. I knew the answer to this one. This is why I sometimes get really frustrated with riddles, because you have well, to think yeah. exactly the way the person was thinking. I mean, this is like, what's in my pocket? Speak my name. What's in my pocket? And I vanish. What was it again? Speak my Speak. name and I vanish. What am yeah. I? It's what am I too? So it is would it like be an a outsider? Person. Time? I don't know. Mm. Like, isn't there? Is there a way to like banish something if you say its name out loud? The unknown. <laughs> it's probably an actual object. Okay. It's the it's the activation word for the spell invisibility. Yeah, sure. It's like the last let the last phrase of invisibility or vanish. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really wizardly thing to do. Hakatev's like only a person with the vanish spell would be worthy to enter into my tomb. <laughs> we cycle through all of our magical activation words for things that turn you invisible. Citra accidentally turns invisible. No, I'm out of those for the day. Ah. Masika's gonna sit down on the floor and kind of prop a knee or an elbow up on her knee and put her chin in her palm of her hand and like think. Narmer mimics you. Two slowly paces around the outside of the room. Like, so I'm thinking when you speak, what would vanish? I'm like, cockroaches, bugs. <laughs> like you think, they wouldn't vanish, though. They would just uh, have I don't sense. know. <laughs> uh, and it's not a concept. I'm also thinking like chameleon and things like that. Like, But speaking doesn't. Yeah, but speaking isn't the thing that gets them to disappear. And it's their name or its name, what, whatever it's called. Uh, Sudi tries. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Sudi wouldn't know this, but the true, like a true name. Nothing happens. That's still a concept. Can I make, is there any kind of, I don't know, can I make it a religion check? Is there any kind of, I, like, something in myth or something that's banished when you say its name or is weak to its name? You know, kind of like Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, yeah, I was the reverse Zamandor? <laughs> you know. No, I mean, you could banish something with its true name, but you'd have to know its true name to banish it. I really, I've got nothing, guys. No. I'm not good at riddles anyway, and... I am good at riddles, but I, the answer is the one that I gave, and I can't think of anything else. Actually, I thought of two. Everything I'm coming up with is like... A concept. A concept, a concept. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. a thing. The walls. The door the moment keeping us from going. You oh, say the, the word walls. Wall. It's literal. <laughs> oh! There is there a click, 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 click grinding sound as you speak its name, the wall <laughs> that this is written upon, and the surrounding walls vanish. Hey! Very slowly. <laughs> as they sink down into the floor below. Chisisek was a genius, but he was also a jerk. I took a second and went, wait, let me this be just the most literal. 
what do I need to leave now? I, I love need that these it was out of frustration that you got that, just like it sometimes <laughs> is in movies. Like that was yeah. well played. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing is if 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 you'd said floor, it would have been great if the floor vanished instead. Oh, <laughs> that would have been horrible. I started with floor too. <laughs> the walls around you descend, revealing in their place a large chamber. Whoa! Holy crap! And. uh then the lions attack because we're like the, the gladiators coming Masika's out of the, sitting the floors on the floor the right now. Hey, you're going to want to stand up. <laughs> well, it's, no, the, the floor doesn't move. The walls do. Yeah. Again, it was a matter of perspective. But as huh, the well. as the walls sink down, vanishing, as it were, they form seamlessly with the floor, revealing that you now are inside of a chamber. You would say instead of the 20 foot cube that you were in previously, one some probably 60 or 70 feet across, roughly square. Uh, exactly square, you believe, with four pillars in each one of the corners of the room holding up the vaulted ceiling overhead. Two passages exit out of this chamber. Hmm. One to the north is blocked by a large red block with an indentation on its surface. Off towards your right-hand side as the floor, or as the walls disappear, you can see a corridor stretching away into darkness beyond the edge of your dark vision and light range. I say we do the north one, and I bet it's either Neferuset stuff or that other lady's stuff. Wasn't it like a handprint or something last time? I mean, it's also possible it's uh, a way to block us from going that way, which is where we want to go, and we have to go this side passage. Well, yeah, but we've let's encountered what, these before. Let's see what's on it, and I don't know. We might want to do the open passage first, just so nothing can sneak up behind us. We go and inspect yep, the door. Yep, let's go check out the yep. door then. Citra will go check it for traps. Approaching the door, looking it over. Citra, you do not see any signs of a trap. The door itself is completely blank, with the exception of a design somewhat akin to a stylized scarab. However, the design is odd, as it almost seems to be like a scarab imprint. It's actually a depression in the surface, much akin to the way that you had seen the mask-like design at the top of the column of air in the air temple, or the air crypt. Is it the size of a real scarab? Uh, no, it looks to be a little bit larger than a regular scarab. Do we have any scarabs that we took off of the wife? No, you have got scary. Well, scary's too scary. small. I was already thinking well, that. A, a scary oh. didn't come from Neferuset. That's yeah, true. But this doesn't really, this is the team of the wise witches. I mean, maybe. So maybe yes, we need the other to way, then. go find them first before we, I don't really want to cut another hole. No, let's not do that. We saw what <laughs> happened last time. No, I'm good. Let's, let's search this room though. Maybe there's, you know, more of them secret hottie holes and whatnot. Huh? Sudi and I can look. Citra pulls out her magnifying glass and Hollis will look for something to read around here. Are there any markings on any of these walls? I mean, the walls are covered in hieroglyphs. I guess I'll read. All right. Secret uh, uh, passage perceptions then. Yeah. So you guys go ahead and uh, make your perception checks as you circle around the outside of the room. The dice have turned on me. I roll a two for a 29. The dice have not turned on me. (laughs) Rub it in, why don't you? (laughs) I rolled a 19 for a 40. Uh, If I have time to use my lens, then that would be a 45. So 45. Uh, Any of the rest of you doing anything? I'm just reading. Just reading where, you know, the opposite side that Hollis is on, basically. Yeah, we just split off and read. The room here are covered in various pyramid texts. Some of them are what you'd expect. Some of them are odd or disturbing. Mm. Well, of course they are. Things along the lines of... Hakatep's span of life is eternity. His limit is everlasting, and his dignity is of that which he wishes. 
if he wishes it not done, it is not done. Lo, their soul is in the belly of Hakatep. Their spirits are with Hakatep as the broth of the gods, cooked for Hakatep from their bones. Lo, their soul is with Hakatep. Their shadows are taken from them to those to which they belong. Okay. It continues in that fairly disturbing manner, speaking of those who oppose him, feeding upon the lungs of the wise, living on their hearts as well as their magic. Hmm. No, you see no other secret exits from this chamber. Hmm. There is a single exit making its way out of the uh, the eastern corridor, and then the stone block blocking your way north. Well, I guess we're going to have to go east then. Very well. Sister I assume CD taking front. point. Yep. Yeah. The corridor is uh, 10 feet wide, so you can walk two abreast if you so wish. We will. Turning from the room, making your way down the corridor, you find that the passage is not very long, comparatively to most of the places you've been up until this point, no more than about 55 or 60 feet. The corridor runs in a straight line to a dead end at its far end. Although painted across the floor is a large symbol, that of a recumbent jackal. Okay. Well, we know what that means, and I guess we will start feeling along the walls to see if we can feel the plaster. Yeah. Uh, Citra, Sudi, go ahead and make me your perception rolls. Hollis, Masika, you have anything you wish to do? You do not detect any magic. Is there anything on the dead end, like on the wall that ends in a dead end? Is there like hieroglyphs or anything? Uh, you may make a perception roll. Hollis will do a, just a, you know, cursory detect magic down this hallway. I'd you like to, uh, no to petition the GM that we not have any combat this episode as I roll a three for a 30 on my perception roll. <laughs> oh, I am not having a good luck time right now. Hollis will just cast Arcane Sight using her deific obedience because that way I don't have to keep telling you I'm detecting magic. I'm just going to have Arcane Sight on for a little bit. Okay. Uh, Citra rolled a uh, 17, which with my magnifying glass gets me a 43. See, that's real funny because I roll a 17, which gets me a 24. <laughs> <laughs> Checking over the walls here, Sudi, Citra, and Masika each find something. Uh-oh. Sudi and Citra, you can both tell that no more than about 20 feet into the corridor, on either side, Citra, you find an area that you go, this wall is plaster, as Sudi, right beside you, finds the exact same thing. And I bet you another 20 feet down, there's another two. Continuing down the corridor, once you reach the end of it, you find on the left and right-hand wall, or once again, plaster. At the end of the corridor, Masika, you look over the hieroglyphs here. You do not see anything out of the usual here, with the exception that the, the hieroglyphs here speak of Hakatep, but speak of Hakatep in relation to others. It basically speaks of Hakatep and his advisors, the thaumaturges, masters of magic, who aided him in controlling the four elements and mixing them into a single device. Masika, you also notice that the wall at the end of the corridor is hollow as well, meaning that there are five exits from this chamber. So possibly the four uh, witches and something else. The mm -hmm. only thing, Masika, that you do notice here that may be of some interest is there is a single stylized design of a scarab on the wall at the end of the corridor. This is not a hieroglyph so much as it is simply a symbol. Huh. I think we should break through this one. If they were awake, they would have broken through their tombs. Right, and if we're getting, I mean, that looks like a hint to go this way, and I don't see a reason to disturb them. Yeah. There's also a stylized scarab on this wall, so maybe whatever device they made is the scarab? Maybe. It's possible. Makes sense, and if we don't have to disturb them, I'm fine with that. Anybody have the nickname of the scarab on our list? Uh, no, but we're running really short of people on this list. Oh, well, that's good. 
should just be what the four witches and the guard lady and Hakatep, right? Uh, I mean, likely. There's one guy we never found. Who? Uh, Ken Patnish. But he also might have just like dissolved himself in that alchemical goo stuff that he made in the crypt of Earth. Remember the stuff that I spit on a whole bunch oh. and it disappeared. Yeah. Huh. Oh. No, this is talking about thaumaturges and elements and okay, all right. Wait, Let's wait. See. What's a what's a thom thoma thoma thing? A master of magic. Alice, are you a thoma thing? Uh, I don't really do divine. I mean, I kind of I have like one spell. <laughs> Thaumaturgy usually relates to kind of alchemy and elemental magic, doesn't it? Uh, thaumaturge like, literally means, well, I mean, technically any person that, thaumaturgy is the act of creating miracles mm-hmm. or wonders, depending on the t- interpretation. Again, you're reading these off of hieroglyphs. I mean. Like Chisiset could have been considered a thaumaturge because he did make wonders. Technically, if you make wondrous items, you could technically be called a thaumaturge. I guess technically yeah. Masika and I are both thaumaturge. It depends on who's saying what a thaumaturge is. So, just so there's making... not like a, 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 I don't know, a certification or a something. That not for a couple more years, okay, we, we don't get certified, first of all. At least, oh, well, I got you know, a degree. Divi- <laughs> at least divine casters don't. Um, I'm learning so, so much. Um, I don't know. I feel like some clerics might have some sort of program they go through. Yeah, but there's like not a test at the end. There could be a test. I don't know. Maybe it depends on the deity. I feel like Abadar probably has like a tax law test. Okay, well, we don't have <laughs> tests test, yeah. out in the in the desert. I'm just, you know. That's fair. Um, I have to get audited to provide. Huh. Well, there you go. <laughs> Could you imagine how long it would take to audit an immortal Masika being? takes a step back and just motions towards the wall at this point. Sudi thinks about thaumaturgy as he punches through this wall. <laughs> Sudi, you smash through the wall at the end of the corridor. Breaking this down reveals a continued passage into a crypt. Oh. Okay. The chamber appears to be some 25 feet across, maybe 20 feet wide. The crypt contains a single limestone sarcophagus, the lid depicting mummiformed male figure with eyes made up heavily with coal and garishly bright cosmetics adorning his cheeks and eyelids. The figure holds a mortar and pestle in his hands, crossed over his chest. Oh, this might be, what's his name? Genpathis? The tomb walls are covered with hieroglyphs and scenes of studious men and women pouring over scrolls and mixing, boiling, baking, and burning various substances. Are we sure his name's not Walter White? <laughs> <laughs> There's just a, a little, we, we need to cook in hieroglyphs. <laughs> There's a tiny hieroglyph of a pizza on a roof. Oh my God. Is... <laughs> And then people just kept coming and throwing more pizza on the roof. Anyway, um, is there a cartouche or anything on top of the sarcophagus? Uh, we should probably check for traps first. Yeah, I'll check. We for stay the behind the traps. traps. What would the rest of you like to do? I assume everyone's entering into the crypt. Yeah, sure. I guess I mean, I'll read. I'm gonna look at the. Like I said, I just want to see if there's a name on top of this uh, with a cartouche or yeah. anything. So, do we like to do an all-around perception check for scarabs? Yeah, I've got my arcane sight on, so Hollis will just set about starting to read some of this text while I, I'm in here. Okay. You do not detect anything magical in this room, other than the magic that you brought with you and the natural magic on the walls. Two will go ahead and just uh, bulk up to large size. (laughs) I roll a six for a 33. Do I find a scarab anywhere? So, Sudi looking over the surrounding walls, looking over the floor, all the rest of that, you do not see any sign of the scarab. Uh, Citra looking over the sarcophagus, you do not see any sign of traps. Okay. Uh, However, uh, what does Citra get on a perception roll? You can take 10. Taking 10, I get a 31. You can tell 
that instead of mortar, the lid of this sarcophagus is secured to the rest of the sarcophagus with a bluish wax-like substance. Leaning down, looking it over, it's not any substance that you recognize. It has a strange, almost gelatinous appearance to it and brings with it a smell that smells that has stuck with you. This ah. thick smell of soured milk. It's it's that acid stuff, yeah. but it's dyed blue. Masika looking over the top of the sarcophagus. There is a cartouche worn by the painted effigy, identifying this individual as the Grand Alchemist Campathus. Yep. Narmer, you can cross Campathus off the list. Okay. This is getting real short. We wanted short, less less help for Hakotep. It's true. I underlined Hakotep three times. Exclamation point. Oh, I should add an exclamation point. What if I draw a little <laughs> dagger stabbing into the name? Okay. I mean, that is what I plan to do. Oh, there we go. I'll draw a little kukri stabbing into it. I'm an extraordinary artist, despite the fact that I have flippers. <laughs> it's mechanical precision. Yep. It's just printing. It's just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Narmer, before you get too engrossed in your drawing, Masika crouches down and looks at the blue junk. Is this the same as the other stuff is just blue? You may make me a craft alchemy. Oh, yeah. Nope. It's not magical. I mean, it's kind of smells. Uh, all right, Narmer. Um, spit. Okay. As we all step back in case there's noxious fumes or something. Narmer slightly opens his mouth and then sprays a very thin a jet two, of acid. Like a gap-toothed kid spraying milk. <laughs> I'm all into the alliteration today. Also, I used to be that gap-toothed kid. Used to be the only way I could whistle was through a little gap in my teeth. Huh. I could spit water through the gap in my teeth. Yeah, so exactly like that. Like Rachel and I, spitting water milk. Water milk? Yeah. Ew. Water down milk. <laughs> this gets grosser and grosser. Yeah. Yep. Citra, you keep an eye on this whole thing. I assume Citra actually made Masika aware, because I don't think Masika was actually aware of this whole thing until Citra gave her a heads up. Yeah. Masika, you hold an armor and then just kind of do a slow circle around the outside, just kind of tucked him under one arm uh, as he sprays a thin line of acid all over this. Just like a super soaker. Yep. Like a pet xenomorph. Uh, as you circle <laughs> back around to the end. If I played Starfinder, I'd want a xenomorph as a familiar, like the mm. little face huggers. You can have a news. Face hugger? Not a tiny, like a uh, little chest burster? No, I want face hugger. I want to throw it at people. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> you want to inject them with something that will eventually kill them after it gestates in their uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? stomach, I guess. As you finish circling around, you reach the end, and it seems like the alchemical substance has boiled away. All right. Sudi, you want to help? Sudi will step forward and, I guess, help uh, remove the lid. Yeah, just open it enough to see if he has this weird scarab thing, and if he doesn't, then we'll leave well enough alone. Sudi crouches down. Cracks it open with his dark vision, looks in. Sudi, taking 20 on a strength check, what do you get? Uh, 20, I would have a 26. You cannot lift this. This is very it heavy. It is phenomenally heavy. Would a 28 Masika. do it if I get somebody to aid? Well, yeah. 28 will not succeed. Oh, dang. Masika wow. glance back, glances back at two. Yes. After she and Sudi are like pushing and their feet are making, you know, you know, no progress. Oh, sorry. I was looking off down the hallway. I was thinking about things. What kind of things? Probably things we don't need to know. Noble, horrible things. Oh, no, no, nothing. What? Nothing like that. I have a birthday party to go to when I get back. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do birthday parties? That's so cool. It's Wait, more like death day parties for when you get say, to what heaven. Is your birth what is your birthday? Is it the day you became an outsider? Is it the day you died? Like, what? 
we've got a graduation mm-hmm. ceremony. There's a there's a petitioner. He's becoming a lantern arch lantern archon. It's gonna be great. Oh. <laughs> oh. I want to go. Yeah, I want to see. I remember I that face. It was really turn weird. Into a little uh, flying <laughs> winged helmet. Yeah, like I my, my you, you don't have arms or legs anymore. You just fly around. It's it's you have to earn the actually. arms and legs. That's how it works in heaven. That's <laughs> true. Uh, well, no, two that's circles. how it works. Oh, I'm not I'm not s- saying that it isn't. I think it's just funny to think about. <laughs> yep. Every time a bell rings, an outsider a gets soul his wings. becomes a helmet. Yes. I don't, no. <laughs> <laughs> an angel gets its wings. Come on, people. <laughs> Don't you feel the Christmas spirit? Two circles no, no, around it's too hot. the desert. No, <laughs> circles no around to the here. opposite side. What, what is his strength? Well, being large size, taking ten, he gets a twenty-four. So taking twenty will get him a thirty-four. While he's doing that, Masika rolls. Oh, that's not a good roll. Masika rolls a six, which is still a uh, thirty-four to uh, figure out what type of metal this is. Why is this so flipping heavy? On knowledge, nature. Two lifts away the sarcophagus lid. Uh, the sarcophagus and its lid are simply made of stone on the outside. On the inside, it is lined with two inches of lead. Ah, Because oh, I really magic didn't in want there. you to see in there. He hefts and sets this off to the side. Safe from radiation in there, though. Be careful, yes. there might be a Seriously, room. Seriously, that's the fallout bunker. Glancing inside, it's just full of spent nuclear tubes. I don't know. Dang it. <laughs> This is where we find the uh, mini nukes and the launcher. <laughs> it's full of mini nukes and leaking radioactive containers. Where's my rat away? One giant rad roach crawls out. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative and we're just Roll like squish. Initiative. Squish quickly. <laughs> Looking down inside of this, no body remains. Only powdered bone and a few decrepit strips of dried flesh litter the interior of the sarcophagus. So he wasn't mummified or anything. He was just hanging out in a lead Dissolved box. in his own goo. Don't know. Uh, he maybe dissolved in his own Included goo. Included in here, though, is a plain headdress and a bracelet lying amid the dust and decay. The headdress is generally unremarkable and is horribly decayed. Hmm. That being said, Hollis can tell that despite its tattered appearance, it is still magical. Oh, what's the situation on there? The bracelet is made of gold set with a number of jet stones. However, most importantly is across the back of the bracelet's design is a large stylized scarab beetle. Ah, that's probably what we need. Approximately the exact size of the indentation on the stone block that you had seen previously. Uh, Hollis, looking over this, I believe you can, uh, since you have arcane sight, you can immediately identify. I can concentrate as a standard action to determine what its abilities are. Yeah, so I mean, you can concentrate if you so wish. Yeah, I'll concentrate, uh, and I'll just take ten. Masika will reach in and take the bracelet. Maybe you want to wait until you find out if it's cursed or not. But uh, thirty-two, you know. taking ten. With a thirty-two. I mean, we have- uh, well, the bracelet's on unmag- is not magical. Oh, oh only the headdresses. Yeah, and we need it one way or the other. That's fair. Yeah, unless it has a um, misdirection or something on it. That is true. Good, Falsora. Hollis, looking over this headdress. Interestingly, this is a variant magic item. This is a headdress version of a vest of stable mutation. In this case, a headdress of stable mutation. Oh, okay. So the main ability of this headdress is to lessen the debilitating effects of an alchemist's mutagen. Hmm. While under the effects of any type of mutagen, the wearer takes no penalty to mental ability scores from that mutagen while wearing oh, this that's headdress. That's pretty useful if you're an alchemist. If you're an alchemist, if you're an alchemist yeah. it's pretty great. Yeah, otherwise, actually. it's useless. <laughs> Hollis, you can detect that there's an additional magical aura inside of there. It's buried somewhere in the dust. 
Hollis will fish around in the dust. Hollis, as you glance down there, you know, you go, okay, that's what this item does. Masika reaches in, grabs the bracelet. Probably a bad boy. Pulls the bracelet out. It's going to be an invisible guy in here. Everyone go ahead and make me a perception roll. There it is. Yep. Hmm. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Hollis better. Good. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Hollis rolls a 17 for a 36. Sudi rolls a 6 for a 33. Amasika rolls a 15 for a 22. Uh, Citra rolls a 7 for a 28. None of you notice. Oh, no. <laughs> until it's too late, the dust shift in a way that your characters would be unfamiliar with, but for the rest of you, akin to iron shavings in proximity to a magnet. Oh, no. As they almost seem to ripple out. Oh. After a second, in a strange, but not together strange, considering what you've had to deal with, but strange, parallel to the way that this episode began, God. the dusty contents inside of the sarcophagus <sighs> explode outwards God, in a no billowing way. cloud. No However, way. it does not it is not immediately breathed in by all of you. So I much as it. it begins to swirl in a vortex ah. in this chamber. A vortex full of sharpened petrified bone shards that go flying in every direction. Okay. Oh, fun. Geez. Great. Great. Awesome. Wonderful. And let's see, I'm going to go ahead and get a fortitude save from the party. Is this Family's a spell effect? Saves. This is supernatural. Okay. <sighs> it's fortitude a death or save, fear? you say? <laughs> nope. Just Ouch. fort. I roll a four for a 14. Ouch. Uh, I roll a 16 for a 37. Uh, I roll an 18 for a 31. Roll a five for a 17. Ouch. In a strange mirroring of the beginning of this episode, Sudi Masika... You stumble back from this initial <sighs> whirlwind blast as Citra and Hollis caught I unprepared. didn't open a jar this time. There wasn't a jar. <laughs> what is a sarcophagus but a really big jar? I didn't even open it. <laughs> it was Masika this time. That, okay, the writer of this was like, I'm going to get him one way or another. I didn't open it. <laughs> Two opened it. It's, it's true. You, well, I mean, you removed the seal, but... Let's get the let's get the easy thing out of the way real quick. My gosh. Everyone in the party takes 11 points of slashing damage from the bone shards. There is no save to this. That goes cutting through the entirety of this room. Okay, it that's unpleasant. Very lightly scratches too. Hollis looks cut. Ow. Masika does too. I hate things that you open in this crypt. Secondly, and worse. Ow. No. Oh, well, that actually wasn't that that wasn't that bad altogether anyway. Hollis and Citra as these bone shards go slicing through you, you feel this sickening, draining sensation. Mm -hmm. As if you've been touched by the hand of something. Ugh. As it slices through you, you've both taken two points of strength drain. Oh my gosh. Oh no, really? that's worse. I hate strength oh, drain. Oh jeez. Are you kidding? Yeah, as you I feel the that. necromatic energies roll over you from this burst. I used all my restorations to fix the graders and restorations to fix the level drain earlier. Yeah. Sorry, I used dexterity. I also don't <laughs> use strength, but... Forming but. up in the air ahead of you, this whirlwind blast swirls out before it swirls back together, forming bloat. into a shape. Yeah. Vaguely humanoid in appearance. Emaciated mm -hmm. face. This frail, thin-built creature with long talons of this misty dust forming out from its arms. Again, 
not quite substantial. As the creature forms ahead of you, two mm. gleaming pinpoints mm. where its eyes should be as the thing bursts into a cackling laughter. It then lets out a howl. After a long moment, I imagine all of you trying to recover from this initial burst, what I would define as a surprise attack round, uh, mm. since you did not make the perception check to notice that it wasn't just dust because he has a plus 30 stealth check. Good gracious. When he's just lying as a pile of dust. As it screeches, perhaps even more disturbing than the sight in front of you, from the oh. hole behind you, crud, you hear four echoing, yeah. replying screams. And we'll pick it up here next time. Of course oh, we will. Ah. This is going to be rough. Oh, jeez. I can't stab. Oh, man. Yep. I took a stupid headband, so at least he doesn't get that. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.